Welcome back to the show. I'm Hank Strange. You are watching the Who Move My Freedom podcast. It's going to be an awesome show today, so you guys need to get buckled in. Um, of course, we're going to start with our accolades. And listen, we, we did this. We hired ninjas to break into Glock's top secret vault hidden under a mountain in the Black Forest of Austria. Yes, there's actually a Black Forest in Austria. Not the chocolate Black Forest that's in Germany or whatever. We, it's This thing's hidden on the mountain. It was not easy. We had to get specifically ninjas that could phase shift. So we got them. <laughs> uh, we got them to get to break into the vault. They got the schematics for the Glock carbine, which we'll be talking about here. And they found a declaration that the Who Moved My Freedom podcast is the best 2A podcast on the planet, bar none. They call it perfection. That's right. <laughs> you could say Glock perfection. <laughs> <laughs> the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Uh, let me also suggest you guys go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list. Uh, Lola is throwing up deals, all kinds of cool things up there. If you go to the Strangerholics tab as well, you will uh, be able to find all the different platforms that we're on. In case uh, some craziness happens, we get deplatformed. Check out U.S. Law Shield. They sent me, I'm in Florida, so they sent me this cool Florida gun law book. Um, you can sign up for U.S. Law Shield through us. Save yourself a, a couple of bucks there on if you get a, a, a annual plan. As well as, you know, a couple of shekels coming out of direction. Helps us pay the bills around here. So we appreciate that. Big shout out to Bar Newell's, sponsor of the show. Check it out. I got some, um, um, this box is going to get, is going to be all torn up and I still won't shoot it because it's nine millimeter. I like to flex on people, Jordan. There it goes. You deserve it. Yeah, there goes my Bar Newell's. <laughs> my Bar Newell's. Let me see. This is, uh, this is steel case right here. So, uh, Subsonic. No less. Subsonico. Let's see. Can we get... Can I get it? There you go. Look at that. The Subsonics. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's smash the open and get into this. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are live. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. -a -ling. School bell a ring. That's, that's, uh, some people out there might know what that is if you're into Shabarankin. You know, who knows about Shaba? I'm from the... I'm not sure how old you are, Jordan, but, you know, I kind of, like, grew up in the 80s. In New Man, I'm 36. Yeah, I'm You're 36. Oh. Okay, yeah, I grew up in the... I'm, I'm 49, so I grew up in the 80s, you know. And that was my dude right there, Shaba Ronks. You know, so <laughs> anyone who knows Shaba Ronks out there, big up and let me know about it. <laughs> this, this is the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Jordan, we got to do jazz hands. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Jazz hands. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on tonight. This is episode 764 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. We're talking about ATF proposed rules, how they affect the industry with Jordan Vinro of JSD Supply. Uh, Jordan, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely, man. What's been going on since the last time you've been on the show? Lots. <laughs> lots. Yeah, lots of stuff. Everything. Of stuff. <laughs> the whole... Everyone's coming after Yeah, the whole world. The whole world. Yeah. Um, listen, real quick here. I'm going to do this before we jump in. we got to give some people some shout-outs out there because they gave us some money. We appreciate those guys. Shout-out to Real Cujo. Here we go. Money, 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 money. Money. 
We're getting, we're getting complicated. We're getting complicated here. That's Gorillas and Guns singing, singing um, our theme here. So Rule Cujo gave us, uh, he gave us ten bucks here. I appreciate it. He says, uh, name the classic movie. Here's some Swiss cheese and some bullets. What classic movie did that come from? Hmm. Some Swiss cheese and some bullets. I don't. Uh, was that the good, the bad, and the ugly? I don't know. If anyone could name, <laughs> you could Jordan. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could name that movie, let us know, please. We we seriously appreciate that out there. Uh, let me see. And then we got another. We, we just got another super chat. Uh, let me throw that up here. Money, 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 money. Money. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you get sick and tired of hearing that, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> that's from Zach Carr. He gave us two bucks. He says, uh, he says, shekels, you say? There you go. Shekels, you say. That's that's from him. Um, let's, uh, Gunmetal Guy says, Shaba and Maxi. Yeah, I like Maxi too, yeah. They did, they did, I think they did a couple of songs together. Uh, so, and then he says, uh, typos, because he kind of, uh, kind of messed it up there. So, shout, like, everyone smash the thumbs ups and all that. This is going to be good. We're going to have a great conversation uh, once we catch up with Jordan of JSD Supply. Jordan, for the folks who have not seen you, been on the podcast already, can you tell them uh, who you are and what is JSD Supply? Sure. So, I'm the owner of JSD Supply. We uh, sell 80% receivers and all the parts to go with it for your home build. Firearms, um, we've developed the six hour P320, uh, 80%, we call it the MUP1, uh, the jig with that. And then we have some slides and barrels on their way out as well. So uh, P365, the MUP247, we call it, that should be coming out soon. I, I keep saying that over and over, but I promise this time. <laughs> yeah, I don't see so, that. Is that on the website? Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was, if you click six hour, probably it's under that. I saw the six hour. Oh, is the P three six? Yeah, so it should be. Yeah, let's see. Third one ever, out of stock. It says on there. Oh, there picture. you go. Oh, the MUP two four seven. Yeah. Oh, look Just at that. Just a picture of it. So, is it out? Is it actually out no. of stock, or it's not in stock yet to be out of stock? It hasn't been in stock yet. No, it's going through some okay. final uh, testing and that sort of thing. So we should have it. Actually, we should bring it to the IV eight 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 shoot with us. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Next weekend, you'll be able to see it there. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys up there. Um, that'll be cool. That looks cool. A lot of that's hotly anticipated, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tough little, tough little part to make. So it's taken a while. Yeah, um, I can imagine, man. You know, take your time, get it. You know, get it as close to perfection, if not beyond perfection, as yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, are you guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, not everyone's not, not, everyone's not gonna get there. <laughs> it's perfection. It's perfection without perfection. It's really horrible perfection. But it's so horrible, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's what we do. That's what we do around here. Oh, is someone? Uh, oh, Tremors. Michael Malone says Tremors. Okay, I missed that. Uh, people answering that. I guess. Uh, I guess a bunch of people already answered that because. Uh, Real Cujo gave that to us before we even started. So um, big thanks to Real Cujo out there. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, Real Cujo, I heard, is getting a Tesla. You know, L- Lola has a Tesla. And Real Cujo's getting into a Tesla. Gun guys getting up on Teslas. 
Yeah. What do you I think? Tesla. Oh, you have a te- look at that. Yeah. Boom. Look, so you hear, did you hear Lola? <laughs> I heard her. Yeah, I hear you, Lola. Which one do you have? Which Tesla do you have? Uh, it's a Model S P100D. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. With the, with the, okay. Okay. What's your zero to sixty? What is that like? Three something? Uh, I think two point four. I think two point rated. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. Nice. How often do you hit that? Uh, every day. Every day. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos. Kudos to you. <laughs> where are you guys? Tell the folks where you guys are located again. I, uh, I can't remember if you already said. Uh, yeah. So in a little town called uh, Prospect, PA. So mm-hmm. north north of Pittsburgh, maybe okay. forty five minutes. Or so, Western oh, okay. Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. okay. Is that anywhere near uh, Street Speed Seven One Seven? No, I'm in Philadelphia, oh. on the other side of the state. Oh, he's on the okay. He's on the other side. Okay. If you ever see him out there, you you got to race him in that man. You got you know. I think you can yeah. beat him. I'll see if I can get him. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can. You know, if anyone can do it, it's you. <laughs> 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 you know. Um. So. Let's see. Uh, Lamar Greenwood says, "What show is that with uh, IV eighty eight eighty eight? You want to explain to folks what that is?" Yeah, this is my first time going, so um, I think it's a bunch of media, kind of like a media day, mm-hmm. show off some new products, mm-hmm. range day, test out some stuff, and burn through a bunch of ammo that nobody has. Yeah, it's basically like um, it's basically an event for the the folks who are in social media like YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that that Iraq veteran does, and um, there's lots of different people that come through from different sides of the industry. There are industry folks who come out there, and there's booths and stuff like that. But uh, really, if if people want to know how to get into it. You kind of have to be on the the folks invited are on our side of the industry, and a lot of people make videos and things like that that go out there. They've been doing it for a lot of years now, at least five or six years, I think. Um, yeah, a good um, good friend of ours goes to it, so he developed a couple different. Um, he developed the Keystone Arms Cricket rifle, um, their CPR stock. So he's gone down there a couple of years for that. Okay. So now he's got his own company, so we're kind of going with him and uh showing off some stuff he's showing off some stuff so should be a good time yeah yeah so a bunch of stuff going on i'm sure here's what here's what we should do let's let the folks out there tell us what they want to talk about first in the news couple things in the news this nra is in the news we could talk about that if you guys want to let us know um obviously atf is i i don't know uh jordan you might not have heard of this man um the atf has some uh New rules they're proposing? It's come That's across weird. your desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first I'm hearing about that. <laughs> yeah, so we could talk about that if you guys want to. Tell us right now, uh, what do you want to talk about right now out of those two things? And we, w- I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the people to tell us what they want to talk about. And uh, it's in Georgia. Lamar Greenwood wants to know where it's at. It's in Georgia. It's in Georgia. Or, you know, I think that's that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. So, uh, it's in Georgia somewhere. Undisclosed location in Georgia. Yes. Um, over the weekend, when you hear big booms, uh, not it's not this weekend. It's next weekend. Yeah, next uh, weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not this one coming. When you hear the big booms in Georgia somewhere, uh, that's where it's at. I've seen a bunch of cops come up there. Because of the booms. 
<laughs> I've seen it happen. Like Lola and I one time were conveniently leaving at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> we saw like, I don't know, I think it was like five or six police cars coming in at one time. I was like, oh, this is a good time right here. Yeah, Get good out. time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's at a gun yeah. range though, right? Like a normal... Normal yeah. gun range? Yeah, it's always yeah. at a gun range. Uh, lots of uh, people out there helping out with safety and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a cool event. It's kind of like a media day kind of thing um, mm -hmm. for, for, the, for the folks on the industry side and the people on what we can call the marketing side of that, um, social media side of it to just like, you know, kick it, talk about stuff and... All of that. It's a good opportunity for everyone to meet in person. Jordan, we, we actually met in person. All right. Yeah, so. sawmill. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. was how was the sawmill? While I'm waiting for what to hear what people want to talk about, I'm waiting to see the results coming in from folks. Uh how how did you find the sawmill? How was that? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um the weather kind of prevented, you know, a large turnout but there was plenty of people that showed up it's an awesome event got to try all kinds of different mm -hmm. rifles and there was some full auto stuff we never shot that that was mm -hmm. uh as far as i know all of it was uh free to shoot those guns i think um but yeah it was it was awesome so i got to shoot a sig cross rifle and i think they look cool so i've never mm -hmm. not had a chance to shoot one yet so i shot mm -hmm. one there and made it look like i knew what i was doing so yeah it was a lot yeah. of fun yeah I agree with you. It was a cool. I didn't get a chance to shoot everything, but I think it was cool because um, it's it was a smaller event than Media Day, which Media Day is always insane. You can't obviously get around to everything. The most enjoyable part for me is one seeing a couple of gun guys that I saw out there. Like I saw Johnny B out there. I saw yourself um, mm -hmm. and and some other folks out there. But just getting to kick it with everyone, you know, for me is always fun. So I did yeah. do a couple. I did do a couple of videos there. Um, you know, didn't do anything with JSD Supply, man. You know, next time. Yeah, but you were very busy. I <laughs> swear you guys were really, really yeah. busy over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to get together and do some stuff. So when you're out, one of these days when you're out in Florida, come on the hacienda, bring some cool guns, you know, and we'll do some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think behind the scenes, we have some stuff in the works. I don't know if we'll talk about it right now. But, uh, yeah, it's up to you. I don't mind. But, um, you know, we'll be doing some things that the people will see. Yeah, coming, sure. Coming up here. So it looks like, let's see. Um, okay, there's no clear thing. Uh, I see people talking about the gas pipelines. Uh there's lots of talk of the gas pipelines going on here. Are you familiar with that situation? I read a little bit about it today. I guess what they got hacked or something, and then a ransomware. I don't know. Shut yeah. down the pipeline. Um, yeah. So let me see. I've got. Let me see what. So here, let's pull this. Up. Let's see if I could pull up something on it, and we'll get into this real quick then, because I see more people talking about this right now in the chat. I'm letting the people decide. Man, I'm, I'm just being magnanimous today okay so pumps run dry on five day on day five of colonial pipeline cyber cyber attack cars line up outside stations across the south and american airlines is forced to add refuel stop to long-haul flights as gas prices near seven-year high 
Um, so it says there's a couple of bullet points here. The FBI has confirmed that Darkside, a Russian hacking outfit made up of ransomware veterans, was responsible for the attack on Colonial Pipeline. Why are they even... Oh my god, so some of this stuff shouldn't even be on the internet. Um, the pipeline which runs from Texas to New Jersey and transports 45% of the East Coast fuel supply was hacked five days ago. Um, and Colonial said it was working to substantially resume operations by the end of the week, but reports of gas shortages are already emerging along the East Coast. Uh, gas stations in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia had shortages, and obviously it's talking about some airports and stuff like that had some shortages. You are in the uh, Pennsylvania area, so you haven't been affected, right? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think. I drive a Tesla, so I don't stop for gas. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was just waiting for that. I was just waiting for that. So we have the. I, so I know today in like. Um, uh, so for example, uh, Babyface, myself, and Walter, we have like a a text chat that we do with each other to keep each other notified of what's going on. And Babyface was saying, "Hey guys, you better fill up your tanks and get gas and stuff like that." And um, and I was kind of like flexing on him, even though I don't drive the Tesla. I was like, "Yeah." You know, we got a Tesla for these situations. Yeah. Um, but Lola <laughs> drives it. Lola drives it. Um, the thing, so the thing is, when I left the house and I was driving, because I'm parked in front of uh, Patrick's house right now, when I was driving over here, oh, yes. <laughs> there were lines of gas stations. I passed a couple of gas stations that were empty because there's no gas. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's already an effect. <laughs> It's an effect wow. here, so yeah, wow. um, and and you know like we're right off of uh, Gainesville's right off of I seventy five, so that's like a major corridor, and I think that right. makes it get affected, you know, really quick with because everyone's on the highway and then they're getting off and getting refueled and stuff like that. So tough times. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is one of the reasons why we have a Tesla. So. You know, to which to which uh, Patrick was saying, "Well, guess what? You're not going to get any electricity if there's no, if there's no, uh, if there's no gas, no fuel, or uh, no. How should I put it? Not gas, but uh, petroleum, right? Yeah. But uh, Florida, I looked this up. Florida is 72 percent natural gas, making electricity. So nice, clean, burning natural gas." It's yeah, you know, it's a lot cleaner than uh, than others. Look, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not trying to save the planet or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should preserve it, but yeah, I'm not gonna go out of my way probably to not live my life. So yeah, I enjoy, I dude, I enjoy nature. I enjoy nature. Right. I, I live in the country. Uh, I've got yeah. six acres, nothing but trees and squirrels and stuff, and uh, and coyotes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <they're, laughs> There was literally yesterday on the property. There was. Let me see if I have footage. There was a coyote on our property yesterday, man. Um, in the middle of the day, at noon. Lola was like, uh, "What is this thing that's in the front yard?" <laughs> and I went out there, and it was a coyote. And um, you know, it it kind of ran away when I went out there. I was gonna shoot it, but you know, I I didn't want to just go out guns blazing, because obviously. 
you know, there's traffic and stuff like that in the front. There's you get you have <laughs> yeah. to know what's in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you start shooting at coyotes, let me see if I can run this in for people real quick. But just to show you guys that we live in the middle of nature, check that out. Coyote, right there, walking around on my property. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, no, he going. No, he's gonna get it. <laughs> we have some coyotes out here too. We live out in the middle of the woods. And mm -hmm. There's. I don't know, probably a couple hundred acres of woods behind us and, and kind of around us. So they just logged it last year. And so the woods is kind of opened up and there's fox. There's a giant fox out back mm -hmm. a little, you know, a little while ago now, but yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Listening to them howl at night occasionally. Yeah. And you know, my dog will go crazy too. Thinking, <laughs> thinking yeah. these dogs are in territory or whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah. Crackbot says, where do you think they get the natural gas from pipelines? Oh, yeah. Nature. Yeah, it's yeah, it's natural gas. I'm assuming <laughs> it's um, cow farts. No. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of natural gas in America, actually, a lot. Yeah. A yeah. lot of natural gas in America. So one of the things I want to do with, like, I listen, like I said, I am not trying to save the planet. I think uh, a Tesla is convenient. Lola loves it. Um, I, w I got the Tesla because I wanted um, to see whether I like Tesla or not because I put in for the Cybertruck. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm like a quarter million on the line. That's my position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a quarter million, which sounds I'm bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. You, I you didn't, decided if I want one yet. I don't know. You, you didn't put in for it yet? You no, I should have. It was only 100 bucks. I should have done it just... Just to do it. But. You'd have to get on the line, man. The line is, is probably close to a million right now. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, good, but I don't know how it looks. Yeah, I'm like I by the time I put in my hundred bucks, I was like two hundred and something thousand. <laughs> so it's gonna be years. It's gonna be years. So I said, Let me yeah. buy let me get a Tesla and I saw the model Y, I gotta use one, model Y. Mm -hmm. And I was like, This is cool. It looked good. Yep. But Lola fell in love with it. You know why? She don't have to stop the gas. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things I hate doing is stop or planning out. Now, now I got to stop and go get gas. Now yeah. it stinks on a road trip or something, but just cruising around town or whatever I do, you know, normally yeah. I it's wake not, up with a full tank of gas and that's it. Yeah. It's not really that bad on a road trip because Lola and I went to, we actually went up to see um, Eric and Chad from IV8888 a few months ago. And I'm supposed to put out a video, which I will at some point, on Stranger Palooza, where we do car stuff. Uh, we went to see yeah. those guys, and I think on the way we stopped one time to supercharge, and then and then we got to we got up to our hotel, and the hotel wasn't set up for charging, but they had plugs out front next to the air conditioning unit, and they let me plug in there. So, <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, every night I just plugged in there, and then when I got to Eric's place, I just plugged in into his garage. <laughs> You know, and, and I was good to go. So it really wasn't that bad. And there are the one thing about Tesla over other things. And by the way, if anyone is listening to us that's interested, we do actually have a code that if you buy a Tesla through our code, I get uh, I get uh, like a thousand free supercharging miles. So yeah. actually, actually, real Cujo already used our code. So when his thing goes nice. through, we're going to get that thousand miles. But um. The, be the beauty of the thing about Tesla that's better than a lot of the other electric car companies, if you get a Tesla, you can go to the superchargers 
or you can go to all the other places. If you if you get another vehicle, a d different kind of vehicle, you can't go to the Tesla superchargers. So right. you're limited. Yeah, and the technology is crazy. Do you have uh, autopilot in yours? Um, I do have um, autopilot, not full self driving, but we have. I don't. We didn't pay for the full self driving, so like if you're on the highway, it could it could uh, steer yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the full full self driving is still in beta. We I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I use autopilot every day. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like ten grand. Someone is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the juice is the juice is pretty mad about this right now. Let me see. Let me get what the juice is saying. He says we don't have to save the planet. That's another hoax. The Earth renews itself every time. Nothing humans can do to save it. It saves itself. It's called flood, super volcanoes, ice age. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. It's it's convenience. Yeah. yeah. What tell tell what do you, so what do you think? What year is your uh, Model S? Uh, 2016. 2016. Used, uh, last okay. year, I think. What color yeah. did you get? Red. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. You didn't get the old man uh, champagne color or whatever they call that thing. No. no. That's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so give me like a quick, um, quick thing on this here. What do you think? Would you get another one? Um. So I've been having like little little issues with the door handles and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, barring any of that stuff, it's an amazing car. I'd, I'd definitely mm -hmm. get another one performance is amazing and, and the mm -hmm. technology is crazy so yeah for sure i like how quiet it is too i don't like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. auto road noise or whatever so yeah are the door handles trying to get your fingers or something that's what i always worry yeah about. like it just won't open sometimes the, okay. the, the cables it's a poor design just, the mm -hmm. cables are really teeny inside and they rub against one of the actuators and uh mm -hmm. basically short circuits it and you got to have it replaced so it's i got a warranty so i don't have to pay for it but it's just mm -hmm. a pain Wait for them to come, and I had a window regulator. It's just small stuff. The window regulator went out, mm -hmm. so I couldn't uh, raise and lower my passenger window, and uh, I think a headlight went out. The LED on my headlight, just little stuff, but you know, it's nitpicky. But you know, it's mm -hmm. an expensive car; it shouldn't, mm -hmm. <laughs> it shouldn't break. You know? Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, you can't you can't yeah. argue that. I think that's the one thing. There, I see them more like phones. They're not. Um, they don't yeah. have the build quality like Audi, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, um, but you know, I think they're more like phones, and so they're convenient for the upgrades that you get to the software and stuff like that. I'm sure you've been getting some of the cool upgrades that are that are getting rolled out all the time, right? And so the car is improving on you. Yeah, right. Yeah, it gets better with every update, or you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it just does it overnight, and you don't have to do anything. So yeah, uh, Putan Clan says I'm gonna buy that JSD whip, hella cheap. When he's done with it. <laughs> oh, shout out to Putan Clan out there. He's scheming. He's scheming on. He's scheming on that car, man. Yo, that he'll be, he'll be down in Iraq. Uh, IV oh, eighty eight, eighty yeah. two. Did, so. Didn't I yeah. see him? Um, didn't I see him in uh, South Carolina? I thought yeah, I did. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what the thing is though. That's. Look, electric car is probably going to last longer. I know that there's some issues like you're having, but there's probably forums and stuff like that where you could fix a lot of this stuff, as long as yeah. it's not major. Yeah I, could, yeah, I could fix it all myself, but you know, mm -hmm. the warranty, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. The drivetrain's awesome, though. The battery and the motors and stuff. I mean, that doesn't get a beat. So, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you don't have to do oil changes. Yeah. Right. 
you know, you just have to do. Well, have you changed tires at all? Yeah, I just replaced them winter time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. A month ago. Yeah. Yeah. When you go on trips, do you go with this uh, Model S? I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. My my brother lives in central Pennsylvania, so mm-hmm. I'll drive out there four hours or so, and you know, I'll charge halfway and then charge again when I get there, so I have mm-hmm. some juice for the way home to make it to the charger again. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Putan Clan says nobody sees me. Hashtag ghost gunny. Uh, okay. Uh, next time I'm taking a picture of you then. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then someone says Audi isn't exactly known for incredible build quality. Um, no, I would argue that. I think, I think Audi, especially nowadays, is pretty good build quality. What I don't like is a lot of like their um, software is pretty shitty, to be honest with you. So like I had an Audi R8, uh, well I've got one now, but I had the second gen one, and um, the the reason why Audi bought that back from me was the software. That's how bad it was. Mechanically, wow. there was no issues with that car, but um, they they couldn't fix the software issues that it had, and it just had one display screen, which was everything. And sometimes oh, yeah. sometimes it would blank out on me. The only thing that worked consistently consistently was the gauges showing how fast i'm going but the other uh things didn't work like uh navigation works through there and it didn't work and then uh, connecting to apple carplay and all kinds of things and they they basically gave up because they were like yeah yeah we're not too good with software <laughs> that's great so we'll just buy it back just we'll give yeah. it here's another here's a different one yeah yeah that's <laughs> why i haven't gotten an electric audi yet because it's like yeah they're not going to be anywhere near um, Tesla when it comes to that. So, yeah, you know, and I think I think once Mercedes or Audi or you know any kind of top tier brand makes one, Tesla's going to be in trouble or or at least have some competition to improve. I guess. I think maybe eventually. I mean, out so Audi's coming. Like they've got the e-tron GT, which is nice, but the software is not there. And then Porsche did the Taycan, and then Audi's going to have the uh, e-tron GT. Which is basically mm-hmm. the same thing as the Taycan, but and and they're beautiful. They're beautiful cars. The Audi version of that thing is exceptionally um, good looking. I I don't know if it's going to beat Tesla yet. I think that what Ford did with the Mach E is probably the closest thing that I've seen, and I haven't actually seen it in person. I've just been looking at a bunch of different videos on it. Full disclosure on that. Um, I'm trying to get my hands on one of the Mach E's. But that's come the closest from what I've yeah. seen, like me looking into it. Cool. Yeah, I haven't checked out the Mach-E. I've seen a couple of drive and I haven't actually yeah. looked into them yet. Yeah, they look pretty good. I mean, I know people are mad because, <laughs> you know, uh, that whole, you know, the uh, Mustang uh, Mach name or whatever, just the Mustang name, people are mad about that. But um, I think it looks really good. They copied a lot of stuff that... that um, that Tesla does, and in some cases, maybe they did it better. So I think it's going to be really, really competitive uh, with stuff like the Model Y that's out there. So, um, so Eric Hammond says, Hank, Audi is awesome, but here's a 10-page list of problems I have with my Audi that they bought back under a lemon law. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, everything is two-sided here, man. It's not, you yeah. know. You know how many I've had so many cars. I don't think any car company makes perfect cars. Yeah, no, they all break. Yeah, or they have some issue. Well, okay, I've had Toyotas, 
Um, and uh, like I had a forerunner, and there was no problems with that forerunner. But my issue was like the Toyota forerunner is so freaking archaic. You get yeah. in it, and it's like a car from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, they have an update. They they finally just started updating the look of their cars too. Finally, yeah. so they, they, some of those Toyotas are looking pretty good. I like the new Camry; oh. looks pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, the Tacoma and the uh, what's the Tacoma, yeah. and then what's the other one? Um, Toyota Tacoma. What's the Tundra? other big Tundra? Yeah, the Tacoma, yeah. the Tacoma, and the Tundra look good, and they have better electronics inside. But they're made here. The Forerunner uh, is made in Japan. So the Japanese are like, eh, this is good enough for you guys. <laughs> we're not, we're not uh, upgraded anything. Yeah, this will last so, forever, so we're not changing it. Yeah, <laughs> but great, but a great vehicle. I'm just saying to people, there's two sides to everything. I always like to talk about that. And I'm going to get back to gun stuff because obviously George's not here to talk about car stuff, but we're dudes. Would you consider yourself a car guy? Uh, I can be. Okay. Certain right. aspects, I guess, yeah. Oh, Okay. Um, but you know, there's two sides to everything, just like in the gun world, just like in the gun world. Okay. So, um, let's see, because now people are all on that, they're, they're, they're on that thing. Okay. We covered the pipeline, which transitioned into talking about, <laughs> talking about cars, but I want to, I do want to, let's get to what's going on with, um, with the, uh, ATF. How did this news, um, how did you guys find out about this news? I'm very interested in that because it is a big deal for your side of the industry. Yeah, I don't know how we initially found out about it. I think I saw somebody's post on Instagram or something with a link to it, to an article, uh, The Reload, I think, um, mm-hmm. made the leak for that, that uh, for the 107-page document, you know, before mm-hmm. they actually announced it mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Phone lines have been burning up, talking to everybody. Uh, talked to GOA quite a bit, and mm-hmm. John Crump, of course. So um, we're just trying to wade through it and see what we think will actually stick or, or what won't. And I, it's, it's hard to say. There's there's so many contradicting things in it. Uh, some of it says that dealers like me will be able to sell either the receiver or the parts, but not both. Um Another piece says it's going to be grand. You know, some things are going to be grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. Uh, another piece says basically everything's a firearm. It sounds like, yeah. uh, which I, I guess it's not going to affect mo- you know current stuff, but anything in the future that doesn't fall in line with what we currently have uh, could require a serial number, and, and it's going to totally disrupt the um, mm-hmm. the production chain too. I think. Uh, you know, a lot of manufacturers don't manufacture every single piece of the firearm they sell. There's different stages of manufacture that aren't firearms until they become firearms. So, you know, plastic injection mold, that grip, not a firearm until, you know, the rails are cut or, or whatever. Uh, so there, there's going to be a huge, huge, uh, you know, delay or whatever with production mm-hmm. as far as that goes, if mm-hmm. this comes into, into law. Yeah. Have you had um, have you guys had lawyers take a look at it? Uh, any of this proposed stuff yet? Um, I know GOA's lawyers are looking at it right okay. now. So nobody really looked at it real close until Friday because the, the leaked version, you know, they could yeah. change anything on it. So, yeah, you know, why I think, spend a whole lot of time on that. 
Yeah, I think the leaked version was 107 pages, like you said, but what's out there now is about 115 pages. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't got a chance to read the new one yet, so yeah. um, um, I've read some of it. But. Yeah, we were going over it yesterday, so I know there's some questions. If you guys have questions on this, um, hit me with it now, and we'll ask Jordan. We'll get into it. we got lots of time here to get into it. Uh, from what I saw, the big takeaway is that they, they are making... Um, First of all, if you guys, if a manufacturer out there isn't an FFL, in order to make these, they're kind of saying you're going to have to be an FFL. Is that is that what you guys see? You mean the 80% receivers you're saying? Yes. Yeah, so if you're going to make 80% receivers, um, you know, or what do, what do they call it? Uh, per, uh, PMF. Yeah, privately. made firearm or something? Yeah, privately. privately made firearm. Yeah, privately manufactured firearms or whatever, whatever they put that craziness under. Um, so for the people making it, it looks like they will have to be FFLs if they're not already. And if they are already, and then when they obviously become them, they will have to serialize them before they go out. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's super clear. Um, we kind of talked about that, both sides of it. You know, the, if everything's grandfathered in, then... Does that mean that the determination letters that are already out there for us, for Polymer 80, for all the AR-15 manufacturers, um, do those still qualify, I guess you could say, as, as a non-firearm object? So yeah. uh, we're not really sure. Um, but as far as this law goes, you know, a, a Polymer 80, for instance, that grip, it appears to be a firearm or a part to a firearm. So yeah, something like this? Yeah, exactly. That yeah. right there. If it wasn't yeah. finished, they would consider that a firearm because right. it appears to be one. Right. So that, right. that brought us down the path. And, of, and this uh, is not a real gun, YouTube. It's just a plastic <laughs> frame. There's no barrel or even a trigger in it or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a gun. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, along with that conversation comes, mm -hmm. what about toys? You know, we went the whole way down that path. What, what about airsoft? Mm -hmm. You know, a good friend of mine just bought a uh, BB gun for his son, well, for him, but for his for his son, you know. Right, exactly. um, but it, it, it looked like an AR-15. He handed it to me. I thought, oh, that's cool. You got a new, you know, new AR. What's, what is it? And, oh, mm -hmm. BB gun. You know, it looks just like an AR-15. The lower mm -hmm. receiver looks just like an AR-15. So that would be considered a firearm under this, this law or, or proposed rule change. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know what to make of it yet. It's not very clear, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a here, Senate Judiciary Committee hearing today. I watched that, and um, uh, um, the woman, she's a historian. Uh, I forget her name. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I saw Cruz. Cruz you know. was talking about it too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what was the point she made? I I lost my train of thought. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, I did see I did see Cruz uh, speaking about this at the at the hearing as well. I mean, he said yeah. this is this is ridiculous. There's not a problem. First of all, which I agree with, there's not a problem. Uh, we had right. the for former ATF agent Vince Sheffalu on the show, and I've spent a lot of time working on getting snippets up uh, to put that out there for people. Um, and he says it's it's not a problem. And this is a guy right. who worked for the ATF for 30-something years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she, she said that this this puts the control or the, or the decision in the director's hand of the ATF and not mm -hmm. written law. So that, that was a huge, huge point there that, mm -hmm. you know, one guy or lady could make 
a decision that totally disrupts the entire industry mm-hmm. and then it could change the next the next director that comes in so yeah. uh you know that's not gonna that shouldn't pass you know just based on that alone yeah uh Putang says ashley habinski habinski yeah yeah she did a great job uh she also mentioned that um the the maxim silencer so it's not silent it's marketing uh mm-hmm. if he didn't call it a silencer we wouldn't be calling those Mm-hmm. devices that today because that's not what they do um so her point to that also because there, there's a statement in this rule change that they're going to consider the marketing materials um and, and that sort of thing is to base their decision on what a firearm is or is not mm-hmm. so her, her point was that this device was called a silencer when it was invented it is not a silencer it's a yeah. muffler at best mm-hmm. um so her, her point was marketing and and language you know, a description of, of it, I guess, shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, like in, a, like in any other industry, right? In any other industry, it should be separated from fact. We were just talking about electric cars. Uh, Hummer right. has an electric uh, Hummer coming out um, at GM, I guess, through Hummer. And uh, they're marketing that thing. It's all 3D. It's not even like there's there's drivable things running around and all that. But it's not out. Now, that's, yeah. does that mean it's real, not real? No, this is marketing. <laughs> right. Right. This is what it's called, right? You might see it a year, two years from now, three years from now, and they've got to put things out there, and we have to be grown-ups and separate marketing from what reality is. And that's if the ATF has a job, that's their job, okay? <laughs> their job is not to make up the rules or make up laws. Their job is just to interpret what already exists. But it seems like in this proposal, they want to bend and twist the uh, rules that already exist and we've all been playing by for a long time. Right. And, and, and along with all of that, the, the ATF is now saying, well, for the last 50 years, every court that's ever ruled on a gun case has been wrong. So all yeah. of a sudden, they're the only ones that get it right. These people mm-hmm. today are the correct ones. And 50 years of, of legislation and, and law has, has been incorrect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's it's kind of crazy. And from reading it last night, we were trying to go over it. I don't want to get into that tonight. I really think that there is a lot of stuff going on here and we should probably all I I think I I want people to comment and get in touch with their uh, with their representatives in Congress and the Senate, etc. I want people to do to do that. Right. And definitely uh, comment and push back on this. But it's going to take some time to figure out exactly what this means. It's kind of confusing. Seems to me like they're saying um, if this rule goes into effect 60 days later, um, any any of these that are existing, so if you have them, let's say, or anyone who's making them, JSD doesn't actually make stuff, do they? Do you guys make the, uh, do you manufacture these or? Yeah, the, the P320 80% okay. receiver with that our product. So we don't physically manufacture it, but that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, and I know someone was asking about that, right? That's the MUP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So someone was right. So someone was asking about that. So the thing is, is that you, if you have them on hand within sixty days, you're going to have to serialize them. Okay. And and they're also saying that if it's a if it's anyone who's an FFL who's a licensee, it gets their hands on one, they have to serialize them. Um, Yeah. Is that is that what it seems like to you? So the second part of what you said, I agree with that. I, I don't know about if we have them on hand, what mm-hmm. we're going to have to do. We, mm-hmm. They may be firearms. We don't know. So that, that's another problem with this mm-hmm. this proposed rule change is we just don't know. And it should be very clear. I shouldn't have to guess 
as to if I'm breaking the law or not. It well, I think everything's already yeah. established. Um, you guys well, are not yeah, breaking the yeah. law, and everything's already right. established. What they want to do right. is make you into lawbreakers. Yeah, the and they, they want to be able to decide on a case-by-case basis, too, which mm-hmm. which you can't do. I mean, you're either speeding or you're not speeding. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what they're going to do about existing parts that we would have on hand or, you know, any – distributor or retailer or mm-hmm. you know, even customers if they have them i guess they wouldn't you know i don't know what they would do i it, it, we don't know it doesn't say so you guys don't have any plans right now for the mup right i mean to change what's going on there because it sounded like they were saying when we were reading through it that they would want um a piece of metal big enough to embed this crazy long serial number <laughs> um, yeah and, and, uh, and other info into it you guys haven't uh, you haven't have you looked that far down the road? Yeah, I mean, ours, ours is, the whole thing's metal. It's made out of stainless steel, so that little mm-hmm. fire control unit is the firearm. Mm-hmm. So you, you could, it would meet the qualifications for right. for the, the steel. So yeah. we, we could engrave it if we wanted to. We, we don't want to. That's why we're in the business we're in. Okay, you know? so, so yeah. with the MUP, okay, so this is where I'm not 100% clear of what's going on with the MUP. Because it's um, because it's similar, <laughs> let's put it that way, to the P320, the actual firearm is the frame. Yeah, the metal insert. The yeah. metal, yeah, the metal insert going inside. So I was assuming that people, if they have their inserts, can drop it into your thing. You guys are actually manif- like you're making that insert, right? That that insert is what we make. That right. Yep, exactly. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yep. So yeah. So, um. But the way that you're making it right now, it's not serialized. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we have a determination letter. We sent it down multiple times. Took a year and a half or so, you know, mm-hmm. back and forth with ATF. Um, so it's not a firearm. I have a letter that says it's not a firearm from, it's, from the it's ATF. A, so the way that you guys are making it, it's an eighty percenter. So the the, right. the person purchasing it would complete it and make it into a That's firearm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now. So the interesting part about that is if you read through this, they're saying that they're not going after people who already have these. Is this what it sounds like? I'm telling you guys, I don't really know. I'm not clear. I know I posted about it and people are like, hey, Hank, you got to read into this. This looks different. And I don't, you know, I think there's a lot of validity to what people are saying once I keep looking at it over and over again. So it seems like the what they're saying is if you already have these you don't have to do anything um the only problem the pro- a problem comes up if you go to a gunsmith or an ffl for some reason to have them do something for you they have to serialize it or if you sell it to them they have to serialize it that, that's my understanding as well and then in addition to that so that, that's not bad enough um the, the way that i read it or have discussed with some other people is if you know, a Glock slide, for instance, it houses a striker, so that's a firing mechanism. That's part of what they're saying is, you know, is a firearm. If you send that to a company to have Cerakote work done or a red dot sight cut into it or whatever, that slide is going to be serialized and sent back to you. Mm-hmm. So with somebody else's FFL number, gunsmith number, whatever it is that you got to put on there. So it's, I mean, it's very haphazardly written and, and yeah. do, it's not clear on anything. doesn't make sense. It's not mm-hmm. practical. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could see the chat, but there's probably a button on your thing if you wanted to see the chat. Uh, I am looking at it. Down the Barrel LLC is out there. He says the key is a regular FFL can't serialize them. You'll have to be a Type 7. Um, But I think reading that thing, they're saying that 
they're putting the responsibility on FFLs to do it, or they're creating a new thing called gunsmiths, which I mean, yeah. I think gunsmiths have been around for a couple hundred years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're going to change. They're going to change it, and like you said, add add to it. So yeah, you're going to get it serialized if you take. Which nobody, I don't understand why this is such a big piece of this law either. Nobody that I know takes their eighty percent eighty percent build to a, a gunsmith or whatever. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm sure there are, but very few, very few. This is such a waste of paper to even yeah. write this down. I mean, this is already what's this is already the reality. If you you can one legally make a gun for yourself, right? This is a thing people have already been able to do. They're saying maybe, right? That that, mm-hmm. that you can continue to do that. I'm saying maybe, and we're not lawyers. Blah blah blah. All the right. other the BS that goes along with this. Um, so th- they're saying that's fine. But if you sell it, well, if you made a gun for yourself and you were getting into the, if you, most people don't do that to sell it. Right. Right. Now, my understanding, and and uh, I'm going to have Matthew LaRossier on sometime uh, this week, a Thursday, Lola says, right? My understanding is even then you don't have to serialize it. As long as you didn't make it with the intention of selling it. What, what are you? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Fe- federally. Yeah. Federally, that's the law. So. All of my 80% that I've built are for me. I have no intention of ever getting rid of them. But if I do one day decide for whatever reason that I want to sell an AR that I built out of an 80, I just sell it. And I'm in Pennsylvania. There's there's no requirement for person-to-person mm-hmm. exchanges. Um, you have to follow the local law. So if, yeah. if it's a pistol in Pennsylvania, they'd have to have a background check, 4473 done, next check or whatever. But um, you know, federally, there is no requirement to serialize. So... Uh, you know, this has been the law forever. Yeah. And they're you know. trying to add this in a rule, quote unquote, which is not the law, which is just something that they're making up or their interpretation, which you're leaving very loosely open. And then they're saying, you know, like if you take it to an F, like if you dis- if you if it's somehow transferred over to an FFL, I don't think this happens very often. Right. You know, that the effort that that person would have to serialize it. I really don't think this happens very often at all. I, don't, I mean, what's your experience on that? No, I, I don't know a single one that's been pawned or, mm-hmm. you know, traded in at a, at a gun shop or whatever. No, I, I don't know of I don't know of a single one. So I'm, mm-hmm. maybe that's happened. I, you know, pawn shop, I guess I could see yeah. uh, more likely than a regular gun shop. But I, I don't know. Most people are gonna want. Most people are not gonna want to to uh, deal with that already. Without them doing right. anything, no one's gonna no one's gonna want to deal with that because it's something that you manufactured yourself. And like you know, what value? Look, I'll put it an easy way to. So forgive me, people, for taking this back to car stuff. I'm in a van. This is a this is basically a van com, uh, converted to be like a camper van, and it's done by a company. So it's a Ford van, and then a company gets it. Uh, it's a big company. It's called this one's called Coachman, right? They get it. They do all of this kind of stuff. That has some kind of value. If I go, let's say I want to trade this in, and I go to dealerships or whatever, they're like, oh, this is a Ford done by Coachman etc right like coachman has deals with ford and all that kind of stuff it doesn't mess up warranties or anything i could take this to a ford dealership okay if i went to the ford dealership and bought a van and did all, and made and built it myself into um a camper van i'm telling you right now dealers there's no dealerships out there that want it from you 
You, you mean know. that Hank Perfection doesn't add any value to it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it doesn't matter how awesome it is what you did. Right. They don't want it, right? Totally. This, totally. Yeah, this is just how the industry side of this works. It's like, you did this yourself. There's no name or anything that goes with that. They have no way to value that. They have no way right. to deal with issues that come up with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing in the firearms industry that what FFL wants the gun that you made? I don't think any, I, you know, no. unless they want it for the parts that are in there to sell them to somebody else that's building a gun. That'd be the only reason I would take in somebody else's, yeah. you know, built firearm. Yeah. There's a couple of things here. Putan Clan says, don't feel bad, Hank. I got a video already recorded. And a couple of days later, I think half of it might be wrong now. Um, this is probably the point. Uh, Down the Barrel says... They're creating a rule um, that would bring into effect another rule that would make you have to get a Type 7, then send the proper request in to get the, you know, I, I think they are laying groundwork. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, again, nothing's set in stone and nothing is, is clear. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're going to do whatever they want. That's what they want this open for is to be able to just do what they want and change their mind as they go. Um, we're already seeing before Biden got into office, we've had some submissions at ATF uh, technology branch for new 80 percent receivers. And it's been we're closing in on three years on one of them, two and a half, three years. So they they already do what they want and don't answer. Um, I can only imagine what this is going to bring to the industry if this rule passes and it's going to affect everybody. It's going to affect Smith and Weston, Ruger, Colt, you know, well, it's easy, I guess, you know, Sig Sauer, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many different stages of manufacture of a, of a firearm that, you know, these, these congressmen and senators don't realize, don't understand. Um, it's, it's just going to be a complete mess and nightmare. It's going to be impossible to enforce. Um, you know, think of the millions of guns that are sold. Each one of those starts as a non-firearm at some point. Right. Uh, it's, you know, slowly progresses down the line into a firearm. So we need a, definition of what that is and when that takes place um and we don't have that with this with this new definition so with, with the rule change proposed rule change right let me just encourage everyone to smash the thumbs ups right now uh as you guys are listening to us i appreciate i appreciate you all doing that uh it helps us out with this uh, ridiculous algorithm uh, that's obviously working against us okay so so i was going to ask you about that industry like, what industry do you think is affected by this? What part of the industry? Is it just, and obviously you just said something that's kind of an answer to this, but I want to make it clear. Is it just the folks that are making, um, you know, that are making these 80 percenters so that people can complete themselves? Or is it the entire industry? And if so, how is it going to affect the other, you know, the entire industry and the people making traditional guns? You know, should they just not give a crap about this or should they pay attention also? Yeah, I think there's going to be some uh, people that are going to be surprised by what this is actually going to bring and what this actually means. Everybody that manufactures a firearm and even a lot of accessory guys are going to be part of this. They're, they're going to be affected um, with these serial numbers and, and what is a firearm, what is not a firearm. Uh, if they don't know, they, they, they need to find out. We need to help help them find out that, that this is going to affect them as well at least the way i read it everything's a firearm an ar-15 upper receiver that's a firearm a lower receiver that's a firearm um even if it looks like it again it says if it appears to be a firearm then it is uh, mm -hmm. it's 
it's everything. Every yeah, manufacturer out there right. is going to be affected by this. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't think that the industry should ignore this at all. I don't think the folks out there should ignore it at all. I don't think people right. should think, oh, well, you know, right now I've, I've got 180 um, percenters sitting in my house, so I don't care what they do. <laughs> You know, right. what, what do you think about the people like that? Because I know there are some people who kind of were pushing that sentiment in my direction. Do they feel like they'll be grandfathered in? So why should they care? Well, look at machine guns. Nobody cared in, you know, the 80s, the early 80s. Well, I got I got my machine gun. I, I don't care. Whatever. It'll be worth more money <clears throat> later on. Mm-hmm. Here, here mm-hmm. we are. Nobody nobody can own new machine guns. Uh, that, that's what's going to happen. That's what they want to happen. The firearms, they, they take it slice by slice, little by little. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just allow that to happen. We, we, we uh, you know, compromise when we shouldn't, um, and we shouldn't ever compromise, but, mm-hmm. uh, we give too much up. And this is one of the things we have to take a stand now, uh, again and, and push back on this. So, uh, if we can get everybody to make comments that, that, you know, watch your show, watch all the other shows that are out there, you know, read the blogs and, and, you're on Facebook commenting there. We, we need the comments on the rule change. That's where we need them. That's where they make the most sense. That's where they make the most impact. So if you aren't going to support us or you or, or groups and, and organizations that, that we help with, uh, at least make a comment on, on the rule change. That That's the least you can do uh, if you own a firearm or into firearms at all. I, that, that helps tremendously. So we, we need that to happen. Um, we're working on a, on a comment that we can share and, and use that way. There, there's a format that you have to use um, for it to be, you know, counted as a, as a comment. You can't just say F you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or on the ATF, whatever. It's not a comment. It doesn't count. So uh, okay. we're working through that. Let's hopefully have that this week. Um, we'll share it out with everybody. Um, yeah. And, and just use that, you know, that that's what we need right now. That's what you can do this second. Yeah. Yeah. Like a generic reply. Uh, when you guys have that, um, or if GOA has it or anyone who has it, I'll try to yeah. hit me up with that and, and, um, I'll, I'll push it out there. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and hopefully like, that's what we really need to do. We need to make other people that are gun folks out there, people who have guns, who are, in, who are interested in keeping their guns that they have aware of it. We need to make everyone in the industry aware of it. Even if, even if this does read that if you already have it, you know, that you don't have to serialize it, they're setting up a step that if we agree to this step, then it's easier to go the next step and say, well, look, um, you know, we've already got the manufacturers doing this. If you have one that is not within this time frame, you need to get it serialized. They just don't necessarily want to do that now, and they're just going step by step. But the other part of that that I would say to people who think that, because these guys don't do grandfathering anymore. Okay, we don't really see that. So what makes you think um, that Biden, for example, the Biden administration, all their messaging on this is saying they're going after, quote unquote, the evil ghost guns. How what makes you think they're going to leave tens of millions of these things that are out there on serialized? I don't want them to serialize it either. But what makes you think that they don't have a plan of going after that? That's what all the speeches and everything is about. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and we don't have to look that far back either. Look at look at bump stocks. You know, those, those became illegal in this same procedure that we're going through right now. This is what happened with bump stocks. Mm-hmm. And nobody cared because I shoot birds in the middle of Iowa. What do I care about a bump stock or I blah, blah, it's a waste of ammo, blah, blah, whatever that is. Um, but those weren't grandfathered in either. So every single one of those that are out there that I'm sure they're still out there somewhere, 
it is a felony, I guess. I mean, it's a machine gun according to to the law until the what Sixth Circuit figures out what they're doing. Yeah, um, Ac- according to a stupid um, executive order uh, that Trump signed, unfortunately. But yes, in, in cooperation with uh, the ATF, just like Biden's trying to do. This is this is an end run, and this is why uh, I think, and a lot of people think, the ATF shouldn't even exist if politicians are going to be able to use this to end run right. instead of making laws. They need to try to make laws. I'm, I don't agree with those laws, but they need to try to do that so we can hold them responsible for trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they, they just want more power and the ability to, to do whatever they want. They don't like to lose in court. So this is going to give them that ability to never lose again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as this topic goes, they, they, mm-hmm. if it's up to the director, do you think the director is ever going to side on the citizen Side, or do you think he's going to slide on the ATF side, you know, and his agents? It, it, we're never going to win that. Not with someone like David uh, Chipman. I mean, you right. know, a, a person who's clearly like um, he's working for the uh, Brady campaign and other anti-gun people. That's not the person you put in charge of an organization that claims that they're supposed to be a, a you know, law enforcement organization and just dealing with what are the gun laws. Right. And this, so they're supposed to be impartial. But what they're what they're doing here is uh, facilitating things for whatever administrations out there. In this case, they're facilitating something for the Biden administration to create gun control without actually making laws and making the politicians responsible for that have to stand up and be counted as um, uh, as doing something that's against the Second Amendment. Right. Yeah, 100 percent. And, and along those same lines with this David Chipman guy, whether he gets in or not, let, let's say he gets in and then the next conservative president that we have fires him, whatever, gets a new guy in there and he's wildly conservative and opens up machine gun registration again. What you know, you, you've got to think about politics. If the other guy had the same power that you want to give your guy, is that mm-hmm. something that you want to do? So very this is very short sighted. If mm-hmm. it's this easy to create this, then it, it's this easy to get rid of it as well. Uh, you know, I guess, hypothetically speaking, but yeah. um, I don't know. It, yeah. I d- yes, I agree with you. I don't know if theoretically you're ever going to see someone from the other side get into the White House again when they could just do whatever corruption they want when it comes to actual yeah. to voting. And then the media uh, um, and even the Supreme Court ignores it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, no, we got totally. a big problem. Yeah, we got a big problem yeah. here. Um, have you this is one of the things I want to ask. And, and if, if folks out there have questions, let me know. We'll get them to Jordan. Um, uh, have you guys seen uh, a big spike in sales when it comes to um, to the 80 percent lowers? And what do you call it? Because someone's asking me what's what's an 80 percenter. Like I said, it's an 80 percenter. So what do you guys call what you're what you're selling? And have you seen? Yeah, it's just easier to call them eighty percenters. It's a marketing term. Um, it it, it kind of means that that eighty percent of the work is done. So the extra twenty percent is is you, the the end user, creating the rest of it. So milling or drilling, bending. There's even some you have to weld. There's different operations like that. Um, but yeah, there, there's been a huge spike in sales across the board for everybody since number one since Corona hit. Um, you know, then now with, with Biden being in office and, and all the mess they're, they're causing, yeah, it causes the exact opposite of what they want to happen. So anytime they talk gun control, the entire industry blows up. Everybody sells everything. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's been pretty wild. Yeah, I can hear that, Lola. <laughs> Sorry about that. 
Lolo, we're actually doing a podcast. <laughs> Yesterday, everyone was telling me, oh, Lola has to get a microphone. This is why Lola gets no microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You do you do you want my earbuds or something? No, babe, I turned it down. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um I just gotta I just gotta bring it to Lola's attention whenever I can. Um Yeah, so 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 lots of sales out there. Um that's all okay, that's a good thing and a bad thing, I think. What, what what's your uh thing about this like it seems to me what a lot of folks out there are going to do instead of fighting back pushing back and doing all that kind of stuff they're just going to go i'm just going to get mine oh wait this is the thing i saw it in the news this is a thing let me go buy them this is what happens with the ar-15 right everyone's out there just buying it i can still hear it lola i can still hear it woman <laughs> um yeah everyone just goes out there and buys the ar-15s right so, you know, this is the same thing. Everyone's hearing about this. They're hearing Biden talk about it or whatever. I don't feel like it's a good thing for people to just go buy stuff and think that's their protection. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they need to buy it uh, to have it just, just in case, if that's what they choose to do. But um, they can't stop there. Your, your purchase can't be the only thing you do to secure your freedom. You have to be active. I know you don't want your name on the list. You know, you're, you don't want your name on a comment to, to the federal government, but you, you have to do it. Your name's already on a list. If you own a firearm, they know who you are. Uh, make a comment. Stand up for, for what you believe in. Uh, contact your congressmen and, and senators and everything like that. You have to do something. We have to push back um, against these, these crazy laws that they're trying to impose on us. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's a huge violation of, of your rights. These are the rights that you have to fight for and stand up for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I really hope that uh, just like how people are hearing about this, I hope people will realize like, it's not going to make, okay, I'm not, I, I'm not telling people to not buy stuff from you, right? This is why I think it's a blessing and a curse. But what sense is it going to make if you have these things, if later on, if they're not making this rule now, they're setting themselves up to make it later on. And then you're going to become a felon. You need to you need to to stand up and fight for this. You need to push back uh, before we get into this. You know, before we get into a situation. And you know, if you allow these kinds of things to go on without pushing back, when this happens to you individually, it doesn't matter if we're going to all come to your rescue and all that kind of stuff. You're going to be the one getting arrested, getting felonies put on you, losing. You know, if you're going through some kind of divorce or child sharing situation, losing your kids and all that. And this is why we need to pay attention to these damn politicians who just keep layering laws on top of laws um, and, and not really dealing with with the issues. You know, and I think that's what Ted Cruz was saying, that these guys are not really dealing with the issues that are going on here. They're just trying to find a boogeyman and tell everyone, oh, this is the boogeyman. We're going to do something about it. Yeah, totally. Um so along the same lines with what Ted Cruz was saying today, Josh Shapiro, the attorney general of Pennsylvania, was was on uh, as well as a, as a witness um, for the Democrats. And you know, he, he got up and, and said in Philadelphia, you know, another press conference, Philadelphia had 5,000 crime guns in 2019, and 99 of them were, were ghost guns. Well, you, you don't have a ghost gun problem. You don't even have a gun problem. You have a crime problem. Uh, and the numbers continue to rise. This year was even more, and, and all these different heinous crimes were happening. Well, th there's an issue with your city, 
uh, with crime, whether it's a gun, it's a knife, it's a bomb, it's fist, it's whatever it is. There's a there's a crime problem, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of this today in their testimony, a lot of it stemmed with uh, from drug dealing uh, and, and drug trafficking. Well. You failed at the war on drugs, so mm-hmm. figure that out. We, we've been failing at that for since it started. Um, so drugs are illegal. They, they talk, Josh Shapiro talked about a, a guy that was arrested, I, I guess, in Pennsylvania, or maybe it was New Jersey, that, that had a couple, uh, six ghost guns or, or something along those lines, and a million dollars worth of meth. A million dollars worth of meth. And we're talking about ghost guns in a, in a mm-hmm. Senate committee? I, I mean, one dollar of meth is illegal. But you're talking about a million dollars of meth. I would mm-hmm. imagine that's a lot of meth. I don't know. I, yeah, not yeah, not meth, handle, but, yeah, not yeah. a meth expert either. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so even in their own testimony, they're bringing to light all of these other crimes that are far larger than making your own firearm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how many guns are stolen and the serial numbers are ground off of them? That's illegal. De- uh, murder is illegal. You know, we I don't can't know. Make yeah, I don't know if people. Illegal. I don't know if people care about the serial numbers being found on it, right? I mean, I don't know if criminals really care about that. I don't know if a lot of them even, um, if you really check it, like, I think that was an old school thing that used to happen. I'm not saying it's not happening still, right? There's people who think somehow they're, but what does it matter? What does it matter if you're having the crime take place? That's the problem. Those of us who follow the law, we don't commit crimes. That's why we're not felons until they make us that, you know, and so we're not out there doing bad things. We are the people who would, who would uh, in the past follow the law. I'm not planning on following any of this kind of crap uh, going forward. But the, the real hardened criminals out there who are doing bad things to society don't give a damn about the laws. Right. Or, or serial numbers, like you said. I mean, yeah. just a gun having a serial number doesn't prevent it from from being used in a crime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So serial number, no serial number, obliterated serial number. Yeah. If a criminal uses it, it's still being used in a crime. What? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. I you think know? Ted Cruz was saying that at the, at the same time, a lot of these politicians are the ones that want to defund the police and do all yeah. these, these different kinds of things. Um, you know... Uh, it's it's a funny situation to me. Like I don't I don't think that we necessarily in America need to spend more money on the police, and I also don't think we need to defund the police either, right? Um, I don't think it's as simple as that. But politicians don't want to actually handle that. I think we need to uh, properly vet people who become police officers, and we cannot hire those people just based on sex or race. Right. Right. We need like the right people, people who are mentally. Uh, and physically fit to be police officers are the ones who need to be police officers. I don't care what their race is going to be. Now, obviously, I I don't want people out there discriminating. I don't want police officers discriminating against people and doing things to them. Of course, I don't want that. But if you vet them properly and spend the money training them, uh, if you properly monitor them, and yes, by the way, the mayors, a lot of these, uh, this stuff is happening in in Democrat-run cities, or lib- very liberal cities, if you properly um, control what's going on with the police departments, you would not have these problems, right? When you have problem police officers, you deal with them. Uh, cops don't like bad cops either. Right. So right. that to me, that's the solution. I don't think we need to spend more money on cops, get more cops. We just need better police officers. But the point I'm making here, these same folks want to defund the police and not have any cops out there. They want, like, uh, what is the thing that they're talking about? Community, uh, 
social workers. Yeah, and, some kind of social workers yeah. out there. Uh, like, you know, if, if, if a woman's uh, ex-boyfriend is kicking in her door, I don't know what a social worker is going to do for you to save your life. Right. You right. Know? And, and at the same time, selling loose cigarettes isn't a death sentence by the government either. So, you know, like you said, we need better cops, better, uh, you know, better training. I don't know. It should be pretty apparent that a guy selling a cigarette out of a pack individually isn't worth death. Uh, you know, um, but, yeah. but there's also bad people out there that, that do terrible things that they don't necessarily deserve death. But that's what happens when you try to run a cop over with your vehicle uh, or point a gun at them. They're going to shoot you and they're not going to shoot you in the leg. They're going to shoot you until you stop which is in your chest or, or whatever. So, yeah. uh, you know, there, there's two sides to it. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's a balance of what we need as far as policing and, and the government goes. Maybe we make too many laws. Maybe we have stupid laws that shouldn't be enforced at the end of a, of a gun from the federal government or, or local government, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of reform that could be done to, yeah. to help everybody. I agree with you. I think that's a lot of what's going on. And why would someone – so, first of all, why are you, why are you afraid of a police officer? The reason why people are afraid of a police officer is because there's a whole bunch of laws, right? So so fear is what's going to drive you if you're encountering a police officer to try to evade them, run them over, or do crazy, stupid things like that. A police officer, you should realize, is a person protecting your community. If you care about your community and you're for some reason getting pulled over, you just need to cooperate with that. Maybe you were doing something that was dangerous and they need to pull you over and talk to you, Okay. But a lot of things are happening to people because of fear of what's going to happen. And this is why they're trying to run away. So when we've seen situations where guys are trying to run away because they already have all these things. Well, who do we blame for that? You know, let's blame the to me. I blame the politicians for making every damn thing illegal. Right. You know, yeah, for sure. I, I, I want the people who do things to kids. I want those people in jail. I don't even I, I want them under the jail. I want them shredded yeah. under the jail. Right. Um, you shouldn't try to take things from your from your neighbors. You know, um, there's there's certain things like I think we just need a limited amount of laws in America. But but the laws are so complex and people don't really want to wind up inside of the justice system. Um, but this is what the this is what the politicians keep doing. And now they're taking it to a level where we become felons just because you have a gun that you made yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, it's terrible. And the, the, the Baltimore City uh, police commissioner was on there as well talking his some of his major points were that people in, in Baltimore and in Maryland are driving around with these things in their car. Mm. Well, in Pennsylvania, I drive around with one in my car every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, so that there's there's a law example for you where that guy yeah. probably is breaking the law in Maryland or in Baltimore, yeah. city of Baltimore, maybe mm -hmm. just by having a, a fire. So. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's another thing that's, that's completely nuts is that there's these crazy laws and drastic changes between imaginary borders mm -hmm. between state. Yeah. Um, so, again, better laws, less laws, uh, you know, do everybody good. It would yeah. save the policemen from having to, you know, be in that harm's way as well. Yeah. I really think the problem is they don't want to fix things. We want to fix things in America. If you think there's a violence issue in America, it's with people. It's with human beings that there's a violence issue. We've got a lot of things that we could um, inflict violence on each other with. Uh, you know, it's it's just how nature is, right?
Yeah. So, um, and we see people doing lots of things. So the idea that we could just take one or two things out of society and we get rid of violence is it's ludicrous and it's impossible because you're not taking away the actual factor of violence, which is the human beings, you know, and you're not dealing with that at all. Like why are these human beings pushed uh, to violence? And so some of some of these criminals out there that are actually criminals, some of it has to do with things that we made illegal that don't need to be illegal. And therefore, you're creating this industry, this illegal industry that these guys now have to protect themselves because they can't go to the cops for protection. If you, you know, it's a whole it's a right. whole thing. Whole that we, yeah. yeah, we don't want to sit down. We don't want to really deal with it. We just want to go, OK, how can we infringe on the people who actually pay us taxes, who actually follow the law? You know, who actually do good for society, who actually business people, you know, making things, selling things, employing people. Let's go after those guys. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's an easy target. It's an easy win. You get to put your name on a bill and, yeah, you know, off you go. Yeah. Um, so, OK. So I don't know if we covered that enough <laughs> for, the folks, <laughs> uh, for the folks out there. If you guys have any like specific questions on this that you want to ask um, Jordan, we could definitely get into it here. Um, you know, uh, Brian M says, my fear is if they do pass these new rules, everyone is just going to comply. Do you worry about that? That's a, that's a hard one. To, to think about, I, I think a lot of guys did not comply with the bump stock mm -hmm. situation. I, I think there's still that, at least thousands of them out there in private hands that, that are. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say somewhere between half a million and a million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's not an open um, uh, non-compliance. Mm -hmm. You know, they're privately not complying. So mm -hmm. however you look at that, I don't know. But but non-compliance is the, is the only way they understand mm -hmm. anything. How many of um, these how many of these do you think are out there? Just out of curiosity. How many of like uh, self-built built guns are out there? Do there's, you think? there's millions. There's, there's got to be millions over the course of the last it's, 10 years. They've been popular. It has to be. Yeah. More than five million. Less than five million. Probably more. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Probably more. I mean, an AR-15. You got to realize that's where it started. Was AR-15s really? That was a popular one. Um, you know, an Ares Armor back in the day. They they were kind of the king of that. They mm -hmm. they were distributing those to everybody. So mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there's tons of them. There's polymer ones out there that are you know being cranked out by the thousands. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the Glock stuff, the Sig stuff, AKs. Um, there's you know H and K or HK stuff. Uh, you know, there, there's all kinds of different weird firearms out there that are home built mm -hmm. um and we don't have a problem with them. we don't have mm -hmm. crime problem with them at all yeah lola's really. asking how many of them are used in crimes i wonder well they don't know they're just making up numbers right now yeah they, they said today that i, I believe they said twenty four thousand ghost guns were were uh, uh you know collected or confiscated or obtained or whatever through crime but they don't clarify what that is they don't say if that's a home built gun if it's uh, a zip gun, a uh, normal firearm with a serial number obliterated, they, they don't stay. So it's too hard to, to actually know. Yeah. Uh, Jen Champ said, I, wow, I thought this uh, podcast was about uh, my extended warranty. Uh, we can get into that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could totally do that. So other than um, the, the, what was it again? The MUP? Hold on. 
I gotta yeah. go back and look at it. Yeah. So other than that coming out, what else do you guys? Yeah, the MUP two four seven. Other than that, yeah. what new? What other new stuff do you guys have coming out here? Um, so we are working on a binary block trigger. Ooh. So yeah, uh, nice. we're gonna have that down at the IV eighty eight shoot. So oh. we could check that out too. Um, so that means uh, that you're not. It's close to complete then. Yeah, I mean we have it works. Um, we're just waiting okay. on ATF. So. Oh, you're waiting on ATF, huh? Yeah. So who knows? What do you think? The, yeah. What's the ETA on that, man? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. And we could release it. I, I mean, there's guys out there that have released stuff similar without letters, and there's 80% frames that are released without letters. I, uh, I don't know. I don't want to yeah. put my customers in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see how it plays out. Right, I think I, I think that's uh, something that would be highly anticipated by people. Uh, what would be the proposed price of that? Probably, say one ninety nine ish, maybe less. I guess see what the production costs are and that yeah, sort of Typically, thing. we're looking at finished models of that as somewhere like three, four, five hundred bucks. Um, yeah, yeah. Are there any patent issues going on there, or that doesn't really matter because people are manufacturing it themselves? Uh, well, no, I mean, it would be a complete trigger set that we would mm-hmm. sell. So I think we've avoided any patent mm-hmm. issues there, but okay. um, we'll take a final look at it before we release it. And oh, okay. So it's going to be complete. It's not something that you're putting together. It'll be a draw. It'll be, it can go into any factory built block. So it'll be a Glock trigger set. So the trigger housing, trigger, oh. all that stuff. Yeah. So okay. It'll be cassette a, style. Cassette style. Yeah. Kind of, well, yeah. I mean, it'll look very similar to mm-hmm. what's currently out there what's for it? a factory Glock, just modified. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Gen Champ wants to know what which Glocks. So it'll be Gen 3 at first and do Gen 4 too. That'd be pretty easy. Um, then we'll do Gen 5 after after that. You know, we'll let okay. 3 and 4 ride it out for a while. Huh. Huh. Okay. This is actually pretty cool. Um, I might need one of those for my Glock carbine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. See yeah. what we can do for you. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, um, or or my uh, some other Glo- this other Glock project that I'm working on. Um, yeah, you know that brings up that brings up I think a um, you know a thing that we you and I were talking about in the background, and people were asking to talk about that earlier. And I'm going to throw this up here. This is from Recoil, um, and the headline in here is evidence of Glock carbine patents and proofs. So apparently, the the long and short of this whole thing, to get into it with you guys, I think, um, I believe that it's Recoil that put this out there, but I see there's some other um, companies now, or other, I think Firearms Blog, etc. have articles on it. It seems like there's some patents that are out there that confirm something I've been saying for a long time, that there is indeed a Glock carbine in the works. Jordan, what do you think about that? I think the drawings look a little cheesy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe deliberately so. Maybe deliberately yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, probably. So hopefully it's cool. I mean, clocks work great, so I hope that they can put their ingenuity into the carbine and have something that rocks, you know, rock and rolls. But mm-hmm. well, see, I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting to see them you know, deviate from a pistol. Yeah, but from what we're seeing in these drawings and stuff like that, it looks like an AR. Right. Um, yeah, it doesn't even look like it uses a Glock magazine. Yeah, or like, like it's a nine millimeter. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so which it you know, hey, technically ARs, there's you know, some of them fall into the category of being carbines. 
right? So um, Armament and Axis says Glock Carbine is a myth, just like uh, Brandon's AK-50. Shame on you, Armament and Axis. <laughs> just shame on you. First of all, Brandon's working on that AK-50. Uh, it's just gonna probably cost you fifty grand <laughs> when we finally see it, but he's working on it. And second of all, the proof is right in front of you, sir. The proof is right there. There's patents and things like that that have been. Now, are they gonna call that um, a Glock carbine? I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they market that and yeah. what it'll actually entail. So yeah. they had like an adjustable gas block. It looked kind of interesting the thirty seconds I looked at it. So they have some cool looking stuff on it so hopefully it's it works yeah what i've heard so in the past um this there's been rumors out there for a long time that glock has some kind of carbine out there um and i know i've privately asked people at glock like what's up with that you know just tell me is there or is there not a glock carbine somewhere in the vault and there's and people tell me yeah there is I mean, I think it's feasible to think that Glock is looking into researching and developing um, different guns, right? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I think now, obviously, these things don't look like a, a Glock 9mm or 40 cal or whatever um, magazine fed type of things, which already exist. Um, and that's what more of like what I'm t thinking in my mind when I say Glock carbine, right? Maybe something that is like an AR pattern, uses a Glock magazine. These kinds of things already exist, but people would like to see them come from Glock because traditionally the problem with these kinds of things is that that Glock magazine works kind of weird. You don't get last round bolt hold open reliably on a lot of stuff. Um, so Glock would be the ones to make something and uh and, and uh, you know address that situation but this looks like they're just developing a rifle yeah that's what it looks like from at least what was released on that news article there yeah absolutely um so someone's asking if you have any of them i know this has got it this is a joke because he's got wink wink uh jen <laughs> uh, champ jr says hey jordan you got any of them uh buy build uh 2d kits <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if yeah. Jordan's gonna answer that. Yeah, <laughs> we have yeah. we have some kids. I don't know if they're the, what you're looking for, but yeah. And uh, Rain says I'm waiting for 80% CZ 75. I want to make my own Jericho 941 in 40 Smith and Wesson, uh, all steel with D Cocker made in my home in Texas. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. Yeah, so um, the thing about the Glock thing that I was going to ask you is, you know, you're you're obviously in the world of people uh, building their own things and uh, 3D printing and stuff like that, right? You dabble in that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you say that folks are out there trying to develop this themselves? <laughs> Man, there's, there's some crazy stuff out there in the 3D printing world. Mm -hmm. um, we've kind of internally talked about certain pistol frames and... Mm -hmm. three days later there, there's one popped up you know in beta testing and mm -hmm. like man i can't come up with them quick enough or you know get them drawn up quick enough these guys are already out there hammering it so mm -hmm. 3d printing is is kind of the wild wild west right now as far as design and mm -hmm. and that sort of thing goes there's so many different people that are involved and most everybody seems to work together uh pretty nicely and and a lot of guys test it and then they'll release it and then they help you if, if your printer's not doing it correctly or, or right. whatever so 
Um, it, it's a really, you know, grassroots type of community right now, which is totally awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see where that market goes, you know, in the mm-hmm. next couple of years, and especially with legislation like this. They, they didn't really talk about 3D printing. The guy from every town tried to bring it up, but mm-hmm. uh, they kind of poo-pooed it and it didn't, yeah, you know, the conversation work. didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm going to have to kick Lola out. Hold on one second. This is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be a little domestic situation. Lola, you got to go. You got to go, Lola. I know you hear me, woman. Okay, she obviously doesn't care. Okay, if yeah. you guys if you guys are hearing Lola on the microphone, I, my apologies for that. Um, you know, go get in your Tesla, Lola. Go get go get in your car. Don't you can't have this conversation while we're doing <laughs> while we're doing the show. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, um, I think that's where we're going to see this kind of stuff come out from. But I wouldn't doubt that the, that the companies themselves are thinking about it. A lot of people, have, a lot of actual manufacturers have taken a run at doing a, you know, like a pistol caliber carbine that uses Glock magazines. And no one's really been super successful. I'm, I mean, people could tell me out there if they think there's one that's awesome and perfect. I honestly don't really think so. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, good tries and yeah, you know, stuff that works, but I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything that's like the one. Mm-hmm. No, I can't think. I mean, look, I've got the sub 2000. That's cool. Right. Right. And that uses Glocks. I've got like a few different, uh, AR pattern, um, you know, uh, things out there that use Glock magazines, but they, I just don't find any of them to be exactly what I'm looking for. And I think people, will probably make their own or come close to it and then maybe push the industry in that direction um, you know before they do it what do you what what do you see for the future of 3d printing I mean the technology is just getting better and better plastics are getting stronger and and more durable for what we're doing I remember a couple of years ago I thought man this is crazy Who, who's gonna print their own gun it looks like it's gonna explode <laughs> Uh, you know, now I, I print something probably every week, you know, testing different fun stuff or, you know, weird stuff, whatever. So, uh, man, the next five to 10 years, I, I think metal printers are going to come down to where, you know, a lot of guys are going to have one or you're going to at least know somebody that has one. Hey, my buddy's got one or somebody at work has one or whatever. Yeah. But the, the metal 3D printing, when that hits, you know, gun control is already obsolete. You know, we get really fired up about all this stuff because, of course, it's important. But at the end of the day, you're never going to stop this. You know, it's whether I'm doing it or Cody Wilson or, or any of these guys that are involved, you mm-hmm. know, Alex from Control Pew, these guys, you know, Ivan, uh, it, it's never going to stop. You're never going to stop it. The code's already out there and it's mm-hmm. only getting easier and easier for us to make our own arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just never going to stop. Technology won't allow it to stop. Yeah. Um, that's very powerful what you just said, man. That just hit me like a wave. Uh, you know, um, you just you just said that gun control is already obsolete, and that should be on a T-shirt. Uh, do you yeah. want to expand on that a little bit? Like, what's your theory of why gun control is already obsolete? Like, you know, give us give us some points for the for the folks out there who uh, like me like hearing that, and I hope that it's true. But um, you know, what are the things that will bring it home for me that really, in the end, these guys aren't going to be able to stop us? Yeah. So like I said, the code's already out there. You know, you can't mm-hmm. stop the signal. You see that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't. 
you know, it's on the internet. It's never going to be pulled down from the internet. Uh, so you can go print your own frame. I can go to my office right now, or even if I had my printer at my house, uh, and print another frame. If it breaks, I just print another one. I don't have to ask anybody to do it. I, I just do it. Um, and, and this is the early, early, early days of 3D printing firearms. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I think the metal is going to come along. Even the plastic's going to get much better. Um, you're going to be able to print anything you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, it's like the early days of the internet. You really didn't know what it could do. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool, and it was you know you could utilize some stuff here and there, but mm-hmm. you know. Now look at the internet. You know, we do everything on there. And yeah. printing guns, it's pretty cool. We can do that now. But 10 years from now, man, it's going to be a, just a totally different landscape. So. Yeah. it's ama- It is true. And it is amazing. Like, I remember when people thought, uh, who's going to look at... Who's going to look at movies on the internet? The internet's for sending emails. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, and if if it came to movies, people were like, you can just use the internet if you want to check the TV guide. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. But now, yeah. I mean, we're looking at movies and we're getting pretty, depending on what kind of uh, broadband you have, pretty good access on it. And uh, we're getting movies, but we're getting so much more. People are buying cars, people are buying food, getting their groceries delivered. Uh, you know, this teaching, schooling is happening yeah. over the Internet, um, doctor's visits, etc. right? Right. Yeah, I bought my Tesla on the internet. Didn't even mm-hmm. see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Bought it in, Cal- in California, shifted here. I actually bought a building, uh, building across the street from my shop was for sale. And <laughs> I bought it on my cell phone, driving to the gym. No so real estate, no real estate yeah. agent. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the, when the internet started, you didn't think of that. You, you know, yeah. that would have just never wasn't a possibility. Yeah. So it, it's going to be the same with guns, with mm-hmm. firearms. Um, yeah, you know, and even ammunition. You're going to be able to print a lot of the components of ammunition as well. So you, mm-hmm. you're just not going to be able to stop it at well, all. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Like, uh, and I think people have already made this point, if not in this show last night, they were making it. Hey, if the government is going after these things, and I think this is why they're trying to uh, establish new rules for what's going on here. Um, if they really want to shut everything down, they could shut it down through ammo, right? So um, how far away do you think we are from being able to make our own ammo uh, like 3D printed or whatever, and do you think ammo, like what we think of ammo, has to change in order for that to really be a viable thing? If that's going to be part of them, you know, not being able to stop us from defending ourselves. Yeah, so I'm not super into like the technical aspect of a couple of these different guys that have printed. I want to say they printed gunpowder out of some couple different compounds. Um, there's the fellow that. John Crump was talking about. I saw him on another show, and I can't yeah. remember his name. He was on here. Um, um, I, okay. Man, he was on this show also. The guy that was making like a different um, alloy almost uh, yeah. for a projectile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's right. got a primer that's uh, like battery or something. Like you put electricity into it, and it mm-hmm. is good for like I think he said a hundred or a thousand uh, ignitions. So mm-hmm. it's it's totally going to change the landscape of everything we know about firearms. And it's it's totally and wildly going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've seen people doing rail guns. Like I know that it's not a it's not a serious thing yet. Like I've looked at some videos where there's these guys that have a rail gun that you can make, and it's really only punching through uh, empty uh, soda cans and stuff like that. But I think we are moving in a direction of something along those lines, right? 
And right. uh, for sure, right now you can manufacture ammo at home, sort of. <laughs> if you know, if you've got the if you've got the casings and primers and gunpowder and stuff like that, but there there's bound to be something that comes along that makes this easier to do, and therefore people cannot get in the way of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, man, I I think that. You know, um, we're already 3D printing metal from what I like. There's Inconel for sure. Oh, so yeah. Pressors, yeah. yeah. It's um, just expensive. You know, machine. Mm -hmm. So we, we looked into it a couple of years ago. And I, mm -hmm. I, just for numbers sake, I think the machine was like a million or a million two. Mm -hmm. um, I looked again maybe a year and a half ago just out of curiosity. And a similar machine was like $250,000. So in a matter of, say, two, three, four years, the price was 25% or less of the original, you know, price five years ago. So give it another three, four, five years. I mean, we could be down to 10 or $20,000. Now that's a lot of money for, for a lot of people, but mm -hmm. there's a guy who's going to spend 20 grand on a, on a metal 3d printer. I'm that guy. I'm going to buy 20 mm -hmm. grand and, mm -hmm. and print stuff out of metal. Um, you know, and that's where plastic 3d printing was years ago too. It was very expensive. It was not affordable. It didn't work that well. Uh, and now you buy a printer for 200 bucks, 300 bucks, and it's printing whatever you, whatever you want. I mean, I, you know, I print block frames, I print SIG grips, uh, you know, a whole entire CZ Scorpion for the most part, it, it can be printed, uh, you know, except for the barrel and the, the bolt basically. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, technology is, is a hundred steps ahead of politicians and mm -hmm. what they want to do. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's just going to be crazy the next few years yeah and, and regardless of, of whether you make it legal or illegal that's not going to do anything to stop people from doing it um whether it's folks like ourselves who are law-abiding and we are going to do it because we can and we have the right to do it or folks who want to do bad things and and they want to go down that path to do stuff i can't stop those bad people especially if i don't have the ability to push back and fight back against them right so right. Um, for sure, I do. I do agree with you in, in what you're saying, um, and I think especially because the 3D printing is not just taking off because of the gun industry or the gun side of it or what the gun guys want to use it for, right? Everyone's 3D printing stuff. Right. Yeah, it's becoming a you know a household name or a household thing. Mm -hmm. um, People print stuff. I know people that buy printers just to print little trinkets for their kids. Mm -hmm. You know, or your kids have them just for fun mm -hmm. or, or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just yeah, it's just not going to stop. This is just uh, firearms are old tech. They're old technology. So, right. like right now, you can make pretty reliable things that are you know. First of all, people are making guns. And I'm not. I don't want to say that they're 100% reliable, like traditionally manufactured uh, guns. Uh, so, but people are doing that, and it's getting better and better. But you could probably make things that are more rudimentary, you know, closer to muskets <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. That um, that would that would be more reliable. But there's no way. There's no way to stop this. This is here, and what we need to do is just decriminalize it and figure out other ways of dealing with the problems that we have in society uh, instead of, you know, what we're doing right now, which we're basically just creating more problems with all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we avoid per, uh, personal responsibility. I mean, that, that's really, at the end of the day, what, what mm -hmm. it's about. You know, these 
criminals, we need to hold them responsible, not the tool they're using, not the bad childhood they had, not the drugs they were on. It's they committed an act. They did something, not all of these other things. Now, we understand that goes into what makes a person, you know, possibly do what they're doing. But at the end of the day, it's personal responsibility. And I think we lack that with the government. We lack yeah. that, you know, holding people accountable. Yeah. If, you know, man, I just want the ability to to fight back against uh, people, you know, uh, like that when I come across them. And I think everyone now, obviously, you know, we we have that. Right. And what we're trying to do is hold on to that. There are people already around the country that don't have that or don't have access to that as easily as we do. And what we're trying to do is hold up a wall against that spreading all over the country. That's the intention of these folks, you know, and then um, under what they're going for. I, I just hope I know that I know the people listening to this. I know you know it. But I think there's a lot of Americans out there who just listen to traditional media uh, baby, baby face is back there, like putting a light on me. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, he's he's creeping on me out there. I know there's a lot. There's a lot of people who um, who just pay attention to traditional media that they they don't know any better, okay, than what's going on here, and they don't realize that they're supporting people who are going to totally declaw them. And they're going to be out there in the world with with lots of bad people, right? When when you've got no cops out there, you know, um, when you've got uh, more poverty, more unemployment, uh, more boredom with all the different things going on, people getting sick and tired of being compressed, like the kind of control that's gone on in the last year, like we've just given these people a license to run roughshod all over us. And they're not right. going to let go of it. So, and it's you know, like Im imagine when you see stats that fifty percent of the people in America are depressed. Yeah, yeah. When, the, when there's no hope, the people perish. So, <laughs> yeah. so this whole year and a half, people are perishing. They're they're depressed. They have no hope. There's no yeah. hope from the government. There's no hope from the media. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. not great. And the government just is taking more and more liberties and more power away from us. Yeah, it is scary to think out there. I don't know if you saw this, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, um, and this is kind of like a jog in a different direction here. But, um, you know, there's um, there's there's been, um, like, animal sightings. So have you seen the thing with the tiger? Have you seen no. that? Yeah, I'm trying to see if I could pull it up right now. Um uh, where is it? Yeah, let me see if I could pull it up on here. So there's ti there's like tigers that are there was a tiger that got loose in a neighborhood. Let me see if I can. Uh, there there's video all over the internet. Let me see. I'll pull it up. I'll search for it right now. Tiger. Uh, if they don't show me, okay, here we go. So this is on. This is going to be from CNN, but uh, here I'll put it up here on the screen. Um, okay. Get rid of that. Man who fled with a tiger has been caught, but the animal is on the loose, Houston police say. So, wow. So basically there was this footage. I'm just going to play a little bit of it here if I can. We actually might not even really be able to play it. The National uh, League, Texas. tell. So this is the guy here who, uh, let me see if we can get to some. So there was this big tiger just on the loose <laughs> in Texas, right? That's, you know, um, and running around the neighborhood. And basically, like, there was an off-duty cop that saw this tiger, and he had his gun. He had a handgun. And I've had this discussion, like, you don't know what the hell you're going to do 
with a tiger until you're face to face with that damn thing. That's wild. And you're not you. And the first thing, thought you're gonna have is a handgun's not enough. <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second thought is gonna be I'm too close to this thing. And so yeah. if you if if people if you haven't seen this footage, look it up later. It's yeah. it's crazy. Um, you know, and for the people who have seen it, it's insane. There's like a guy has a tiger. It gets loose. It's running around the neighborhood. This off-duty cop is trying to keep the tiger. The guy comes, gets the tiger, and then goes. He uh, he he goes on the run with the tiger. Well, it turns out the guy is on probation for for he's got murder charges. Right. So, and he's on probation, and he has a tiger. And he's a tiger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the world we live in. <laughs> oh my god. This is what you could come. And here's my thoughts. Looking at this, I would want my 300 blackout. <laughs> Something. Yeah. 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 I mean, even the other day when I saw that coyote, I like Lola was like, "What is this thing outside?" And I just went outside and I had like my uh, Glock 43, which I always like I home carry. And I went out with that. And when I went outside, I was like, "Damn it! Why didn't I come out? Why did I get my 300 blackout for this thing?" Yeah. And, and he took off and started running and everything. But imagine, it, and that's a little like a coyote is a, a little bit bigger than a cat, like this one was. Right. Um, right. Imagine if it was a freaking tiger. <laughs> I'd like to see it, actually. Um, That'd well, be a the, cool story to tell. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I don't want to see it. <laughs> the cops were saying that they didn't want to kill the tiger, so now yeah. they've caught the guy. But they, but they, no. I'm sorry, that tiger's got to go. Yeah, it's gonna get shot. Yeah. Yeah. To me personally, because what if this tiger goes into someone's backyard where their kid is playing? Where the kid's at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Like, I get it. A tiger is a beautiful thing. Okay. The difference yeah. between a tiger and a gun is a gun needs a person. Okay? Guns don't think on their own. They don't act, think or act on their own. Um, right. Tigers and lions and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> they think and act on their own independently yeah. of us yeah, as human beings. Yeah. yeah. So for me, if I saw a tiger on my property, I, that thing has to go. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I, as beautiful as it is and all that. It's uh, it's too bad for the person who who let that thing go. Someone said Hank will still be running. Yeah, uh, if I don't, first of all, you see a tiger or something, you go in your car, or yeah. go back in your house. <laughs> you know, uh, Len Holt says it's deep in the heart of Texas. You know, um, uh, Brick says just knew that was going to be a Florida man story. No, I, don't, I think it was Texas. I don't think it's Florida man on this, but we yeah, do have. We have tigers here. I've driven by um, properties where people had like lions and stuff like that. Yeah, just as pets, or is it like a like a little zoo type of thing? Um, there's a lot of a lot of circus people live in Florida. So the Makes place sense. the place where I saw it, the people uh, used to be in the circus, and they had a couple of lions and stuff, and they put the lions in cages on their property right up on the road. So, you know, and sometimes those things get out. Um. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, listen, you don't, even if, even if, like, if you just have a handgun and you're facing down a tiger, hey, it's better than nothing, but he's going to get you. Yeah, yeah, you're probably going to lose that one. Yeah, he's going to get you. You're probably going to make him mad. <laughs> right. You know? um, and as he's running at you and you're scared, you better make sure you put, you put it well between his eyes. Yeah. And stop him because people, people are going to act like they're all badass and everything. No. 
You're peeing your pants just like everybody else. Yes. When you see the <laughs> true majesty of a tiger, this was a Bengal tiger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the most uh, badass version of a tiger that's not a saber tooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, when you see that running down on you, <laughs> you know, you think you're going to be all badass and hit that thing. I mean, we look no. at videos of human beings running down on another human being and they get there before the person could shoot them or even if they right. ca even if they catch shots they don't stop no yeah imagine that whatever 800 pound beast charging you yeah yeah giant teeth yeah um you know the thing that you want is something like a 308 <laughs> you know uh yeah. ak47 <laughs> i don't know if 556 is gonna help you a lot i'll be just be honest <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, yeah, so that's, what would you do? What would you do, Jordan? I'd get back in my car. <laughs> yeah. Not leave, I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the crazy Scotsman says a real man would walk up and pet it. Oh, okay, all right. And that was how the crazy Scotsman got eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a dog. <laughs> a tiger is not a dog, bro. <laughs> Yeah, not. I probably want a twelve gauge, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't want to miss, but twelve gauge, maybe. I don't know. I, um, think about that. I would want slugs. I don't think that yeah. twelve gauge. Um, you know, probably wouldn't do it. No, not unless you're right up close. If you have some left when he's right on top of you, mauling you to death, <laughs> <laughs> as your guts are, are spilling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you could put if you could put a nice twelve gauge in him, he might decide oh i'll eat the i'll eat his guts later yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um boss hog says fort uh ben county southwest of houston is where it was so there you go um you know 42 chilled says shorts filled yeah you know um yeah, a brick says tigers attack people on elephants. What that pew pew gonna do? <laughs> yeah, James Miller says a real man would walk away missing his hand. <laughs> uh, and then Ray Bazzolo says I don't have to outrun the tiger. I just have to outrun you. Yeah, you know what? If you're in your car, you might be able to run him over. Yeah. You know? I think you'd have to kill the thing. Walk running around a neighborhood like that. That's what I, I, because, so like this deputy that was out there trying to, the guy came out and got it and jumped in his car and drove off. And now even that the cops have hands on the guy, they don't have hands on that tiger. I'm sorry, but I'm going to think to myself, like if that tiger comes across a kid or something or, or yeah. you know, or any, just, they don't have to, they could come across a big muscle bound, you know, they could come across freaking uh, the rock, the rock on his own can't take a tiger. Yeah. So here's my question. How did the guy come and get the tiger? Like, did he just hook up his leash to him and, you know, off um, we go? I, th <laughs> I think he came and grabbed him by the scruff of the neck. I think the, the tiger maybe, from what from the video I saw, he came and, like, grabbed him. So the tiger might maybe recognize him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But a tiger gets, this This is not a thing. These are things with a mind of its, look, cats. Are you Are you a cat guy? We got a couple of cats. Yeah. Oh, you're a cat guy. Okay, you're gonna hate me for this, but cats are evil as fuck. Yeah, yeah, they're super evil. Yeah, yeah I don't trust cats for shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Cats are the enemy of man. Yeah. Okay. They will, a little tiny, little itty bitty cat will freaking eat you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll carry out. My Rottweiler doesn't like him either, so. I don't, don't blame me, Rottweiler. Yo. Rottweiler's like, what's wrong with you, man? Why are you bringing a, yeah. a cat up into this this piece? Yeah. yeah. I have seen, what you know, the things I've seen cats do to other cats are horrific. Yeah. You know? Um, I am actually in Pennsylvania a while back, a friend of mine had like two cats on his property and he would walk them around like dogs, which is, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so these cats, a little, a little baby, a little kitten came on the property and they chased this kitten up a tree. He could not stop them. They eventually caught that kitten and killed it. Wow. You know, cats are assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh uh armin and axis says love my cats uh you know that's good for you good for you <laughs> <laughs> you know i do not like uh i'm you know i mean i think cats are fine outside of the house you know um but yeah that's um and the, i don't think the tiger was licensed i think you can actually be licensed in uh in texas to have a tiger by the way was it serialized too? Did he have to be taken to an FFL? And... Uh, man, <laughs> it's probably easier to get a tiger in Texas than to <laughs> yeah. get an AR. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, it's Texas. It's Texas. You can get an AR. Yeah. Yeah. But the, there's a massive difference between a tiger and an AR or any gun. That gun yeah. on its own can't do anything. That tiger on his own, he's in a bad day. He's having a bad yeah. day. <laughs> you know? He's like, hmm, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You have problems, so um poor man's machine gun says I thought Joe Exotic was in prison already. Uh there you go. Okay, so listen, with the time that we have left here, uh, first of all, before we talk about NRA, do you have some stuff you want to talk about? Because Yeah. I'm talking about NRA. Yeah. So the NRA situation <laughs> that's unfolding. <laughs> um uh I don't know if you're aware of this, but NRA, basically, with all the problems they're having in New York, their brilliant strategy <laughs> was, uh, you know what, let's go to Texas and file for bankruptcy over there. Um, that's, let me see, where is it in the news? Uh, um, I have it, here we go, uh, here we go, federal judge, I'll pull it up for you for a second, I think you saw this, right? Yeah, try to check it out real quick. Yeah, federal judge dismisses dismisses NRA bankruptcy case not in good faith. A federal bankruptcy judge in Texas has handed the National Rifle Association a stinging defeat in the organization's effort to leave New York State, where it has been incorporated since 1871, and relocate in Texas. The ruling by Judge Harlan Hale sets the stage for New York's Attorney General Letitia James to move ahead with her lawsuit that seeks to dissolve the association according to bloomberg news the ruling came after 11 days of trial in texas earlier this year nra filed for bankruptcy telling members that it was part of a strategy to relocate to the lone star state but judge hale noted in the disclose uh, in the closing lines of his 38 page ruling the court finds that the nra did not file the bankruptcy petition in good faith because this filing was not for a purpose intended or sanctioned by bankruptcy code um that's like the that's like the rough uh gist of what's going on there what do you think about that 
I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about bankruptcy, but it seems like an organization like the NRA would have good lawyers that would understand how you have to file and for what reasons. So uh, mm-hmm. I, they're, they're a mess. I, I, it's a shame because we need organizations like them and the power that they have and, you know, other ones like the GOA and everybody, but, you know, and one of them's kind of down for the count, it seems it's, you know, mm-hmm. hurtful to the, the entire industry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, the NRA could, should have, they should, they should have dealt with this a long time ago, the whole New York situation, right? Yeah. Why are they in New York for all this time? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not a friendly place to no. the Second Amendment. So I understand. I mean, they they were there because that's where initially they filed their, um, you know, uh, what is it? They uh, they filed as a as an organization, right? Uh, as a civil rights organization and that kind of stuff. They filed originally back in New York. Those were different times. I think back in the eighteen right. late eighteen hundreds or something. Um, but they never changed out of there. <laughs> the last 20, 30 years, they should have moved out of there, but they also shouldn't have, you know, a lot of the bad, like I'm, I, I, I think Letitia James, obviously, you know, it, it has political ambitions. Um, yeah. yeah. I think she's probably going to try to run for governor, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, or president or who knows, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Who knows where that's going? Um, but so obviously, I think it's that she's trying to dismantle the NRA. I get that. But the NRA itself, you know, under the guidance of Wayne Lapierre, has done a lot of terrible things. Yeah, yeah, it's been poorly managed, poorly run for yeah. for a number of years. They they should have got rid of them. I don't understand why they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help your organization. We don't look to Wayne LaPierre as, you know, the savior of, of mm-hmm. the second amendment. So, you know, it just doesn't make sense to keep him there. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in times like this, you know, the, the NRA should be helping folks like yourself. I think they're still functioning. Um, have you ever heard from them with all this stuff that's going on? No, never. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it seems like horribly mismanaged. Wayne LaPierre should, uh, step down and step away from the company. There were rumors that he was going to do that a few, like a, about a month, two months back. Um, right. It hasn't materialized. Uh, hopefully, now with all of this going on, I would hope he would do that. Um, right now, he's probably thinking more about himself than um, this terrible attack on the Second Amendment. The NRA should have played a better, a bigger role in in lots of different things that have been going on here for the last four years. Um, especially after they endorsed uh, Trump, you know, they didn't really, uh, they, uh, you know, obviously I think they were probably maybe the only people who did have a little bit of influence on Trump, but they didn't stop him from a lot of, like they, they encouraged him to, to go in the direction of uh, signing that executive order in regards to bump stocks. Yeah, that was a weird move. You know, they claimed for the chess or whatever you want to say, but it mm-hmm. backfired horribly. Uh, yeah. It was stupid. Uh, you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't open yourself up to something like that in hopes that the federal government sides with you. I mean, it's just silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Brian M wants to know if the NRA is actually doing anything to help gun owners. Anything. They say they are. Yeah. 
I think they still have some good people though working behind the scenes and doing some stuff that you know is not publicized as much. Um, they've done some stuff in California recently, I believe, or at least some of their lawyers have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're doing it based, you know, representing the NRA or just their own law firm, but um, they're they've been working out there. I know. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think for the for the most part, the NRA has been uh, kind of useless. They do they're getting more money than GOA. I see people mentioning GOA and other organizations like that. I would hope that other organizations would step up here and get the money. Um, and that, that would get like, uh, you know, um, decentralized in terms of not just the NRA getting all this money and then getting greedy and mismanaging it and, um, doing all these things. I think if like the reason why we see a lot of Republican politicians have lost their spine or their backbone is because the NRA is not really there propping up their freaking backbone, you know, um, and then other money has come into play here from from the Bloomberg side, and so those guys are really like you know uh, not functioning to help us in any way. Those of us in the gun community, people who are fighting for the Second Amendment. So um, I think it's a it's a massive um, uh, loss that we've taken because of what the NRA has been doing. And at this point, it's probably totally useless because Lapierre is not going to step down. So. He's going to let it burn down around him, I guess, instead. Yeah, which is totally unfortunate. They they could be back to, you know, back to the top again in, in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, get rid of LaPierre and, and get back to what you should be doing. Yeah. Support the second, support people that, you know, in politics that support the second and rock and roll, man. You know, yeah. get everybody together. But that's yeah. not what they're doing. Yeah. At this point, it's probably, you know um just totally lost i know that's tough for a lot of people out there to think or to hear us say like that we're not behind them and all these things i think that if they would have spent time focusing on what was actually happening in the world they would have moved out of new york and if they hadn't if they hadn't like wasted all this money they wouldn't have opened up the door for new york to go after them right you know yeah being in new york is a death sentence i mean you shouldn't have shouldn't have been there to begin with. And then also, I, I don't know how the organization's set up, but you can't let Wayne or any any director have that much power over all of the money or, or that amount of money. Uh, so, yeah, it's just unfortunate. When we need them the most, they're, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, and, and I think if they would have if they would have spent more time trying to help out other organizations, other people, instead of really going the route that they went where they just wasted all of this money. Um, yeah, this would be a different story, right? I think people would be, yeah, people will be fighting for them more, but I think a lot of us just don't really care about, uh, care about them. And when we look at it, it's just sad. I was listening to uh, LaPierre testifying, um, in a conference call, somehow I got the number to listen in on that. And it was just sad and pathetic. Yeah. You know, to listen. I don't know if you heard about any of that, but no, I didn't. Yeah. He was actually, there's some, there's one of the lawsuits going on and he was, uh, he was testifying. He was getting questioned and stuff like that. And he was doing a terrible job. He wasn't paying attention to his own lawyers and their advice. Even the judge was like, listen, I don't know how many times I'm going to tell you answer the question. (laughs) That's it crazy you know um and they were talking about they were asking him about so for example if they if they would expense stuff on a trip they would add 10 percent to it and there's just all this craziness that was going on all this waste 
and mismanagement. Um, and then he turns around and starts firing all the people who he hired and just lots of craziness going on in that yeah. organization. So, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. loose. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Listen, man, we've run over the nine o'clock at time's gone by real fast, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys have any like further questions and things like that for Jordan of JSD supply. Um, you know, I, I here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask him to tell you all how you can reach out to these guys, find out stuff from them and all that, find out when the binary is coming out, uh, <laughs> you know, when the MUP is coming out, you know, yeah. all that, all that kind of stuff. Tell the folks out there how they can, um, Follow you guys, get more info, communicate, etc. Hold on one second. I think you're breaking up right now. Hold on. Yeah, right now you're uh, right at that moment. Your internet decided to go. Yeah, start it, yeah. Take a run at it again. Sorry. My kids are probably streaming all their Netflix and yeah. video games. Who knows about right now? Yeah. Tired of waiting for dad, I guess. Yeah, but, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so uh, jsdsupply.com. Check us out there, or Instagram, uh, Facebook, JSD Supply. Uh, I post most of our stuff on Instagram and Facebook. So, yeah, awesome. thanks for having me on, Hank. Always, always oh. awesome hanging out with you. Absolutely. Same here, man. Thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I know this is like busy time for you guys and lots of uh, good stuff and bad stuff. I, I, know, I know how that crazy that is, you know? Um, uh, just because I know, like, genuinely, you guys believe in this. You're not just making something to put it out there and make money which there's nothing wrong with that but you guys are genuinely into this and willing to stand up and fight so it's it's kind of like these kinds of times man are the times that test you know your yeah. your uh your metal yeah yeah well, thanks for the support man you've always you know treated us well and supported us and yeah so we try to do the same so same here man i i, I want to do i want to and i need to do more i look forward to seeing you um, out at uh, in Georgia at the IV eighty eight eighty eight event. Um, here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run in the uh, end here, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna get some Jordan. You're gonna give us the words of wisdom as we get out of here. So um, <laughs> I'll give you a couple of seconds to think about it here. Uh, I want to thank everyone for watching us here. Uh, check out. Make sure you guys check out Barnoles. Okay, they uh, they're makers of performance steel case ammunition. Excuse me. You know they're getting uh, more shipments and supplies coming in every day. Um, let me run in the end here. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. It's been a fun show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Smash the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Uh, we're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your other fam favorite places to get your audio podcast from. Don't forget to check out US Law Shield. There's a link in the description. You guys can sign up, save some money. Also go to HankStrange.com. And make sure you check out JSD Supply, man. You're building something. You're looking for um, that parts kit, you know, that build you want to put together. You want to get a couple things, <laughs> stash them off. Make sure that you fight and you comment and all that. <laughs> and go get yourself from JSD Supply. Jordan, what words of wisdom would you like to hit the folks with before we go? Yeah, never give up. Keep building guns. Print more guns. Build more guns. Absolutely. Amen. All right. We're out of here, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.